0: Did you know we have a Patreon-only show called After Dark at the Movies? As the name suggests, it's where the After Dark team get together and we look at movies that have been submitted to us or suggested to us by listeners and review them and give our thoughts on them. It's really funny, it's a bit more adult than most of our other content and it's only been available to listen to via Patreon.com. However, we have now decided to put that first series of episodes out on Bandcamp you can visit disafterdark.bandcamp.com and see the first 11 episodes of this show. You can buy them as an album for the entire run, or you can buy individual episodes. The choice is yours. You can also sample some of these episodes before you buy them as well. So if you've ever wanted to hear them but didn't want to go for the Patreon, you can now buy them at disafterdark.bandcamp.com. Hello, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Universal After Dark podcast. Interested in a universal vacation? I can help you find the best deal for your family. There
1: are tons of options at Universal, and I can help you choose the best ones and help build an itinerary to help you maximize your time there. I make the plans, and you make the memories. Contact me at Wendy Prater at dot com.
0: (coughs) to Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com. Welcome to Universal After Dark, a universal podcast that's not the same as all the others.
2: Hi, and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I'm your host, Buster might a.k.a. Amanda, and I'm joined today by two of my favourite men on this planet. So I am with Nick. Hello. And I'm with Polly Day.
1: Hello there. We're,
2: we're like virtually, we're virtually together. together. Yeah, virtually. We're social distancing because, yeah. as everyone knows, it's quarantine time.
0: Yeah, I is. mean, there's social distancing and there's us podcasting, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not exactly I mean, like, Philip and Holly, is it?
2: No, but this is like the the one time that I'm thankful that we're not, that we don't have to record all in one room altogether.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's very true. We'd all been wearing masks and uh, in glass petitions and stuff like that, I suppose.
2: Absolutely. I feel like this is a weird time right now for everyone. I feel like everyone is on such a weird vibe. I said yesterday, I feel like I'm in The Sims.
0: Well, I, I sent a tweet out tonight because I suddenly, it suddenly dawned on me that, um, we're actually living the, uh, the reality game show, The Circle. I I didn't, well, I, 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 didn't really watch too much of it, but it's a bit like Big Brother, but rather than you all being stuck in a house, you're essentially stuck in flats. Uh, communicate using a social messaging tool. And that's all your communication, but you're you're completely isolated. Like once you're in the game, you don't leave until you either get eliminated from the game or the game's over. So like Big Brother, you are you know trapped there for like, you know, it could be like three, four weeks or whatever. Um but we you know we are on total lockdown now. So where we are in the uk at least we're 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 locked down we're not supposed to be going out or anything um so yeah it's a weird case of um you know a, a reality game show has actually become real life yeah weird way, i but. think
2: like i wasn't taking like obviously it's a serious situation mm-hmm. and i, I took it serious in that sense but i wasn't really like convinced that we would necessarily have to go into lockdown I was like okay we can get it under control um everyone just kind of have to not be going into like group situations for a little bit but it it shouldn't be terrible but I mean shit's hit the fan
0: I mean it's it's such a weird it's a weird situation anyway but yeah you know what I saw myself is people just being idiots like we just had mother's day in the uk our, i don't understand why but our mother's day is always completely different to american mm. mother's day
2: yeah. Australia.
0: um and so we were we, we'd we had plans to go out for, for mother's day and we was going to the seaside and we was going to go and get fish and chips we didn't do that we canceled our plans um you know a week or so ago because we knew it wouldn't be the right thing to do and um what I, I then saw was photos from that place of it looking like a bank holiday Monday. Just mm. just cars and people what? everywhere. And I just thought, what are you doing? We've been yeah. told, you know, we've got to try and avoid these things and everyone's just congregating. So I knew it was coming. I knew we was going to have to, were going to have to to take more serious measures um, because people can't behave themselves. Yeah, everyone,
2: I feel like about... About a week ago, I was like, "Okay, now it's time. Like now, now it needs to happen."
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. But, I mean, that just means that we all have more time inside to listen to podcasts.
0: Yeah, oh. Mister Day, how many of you recorded this month? Do you reckon?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, only a couple, not I- as many as you and P Dubs and.
0: Yeah, I think I think this could be my double figures podcast of the month. Wow! I've recorded a lot, an awful lot, um, and it's probably going to get worse. <laughs> I suppose to wow. record another one tomorrow if it if it pulls off. But um, yeah, <laughs> there's not much else to do. I can't go to mm. the cinema; <laughs> it's closed. No. Can't go yeah. out because nowhere's open. It's uh, it's a very very bizarre situation that we're living in. We broke yeah. up the board games tonight. Oh, that's when you know you you're in for the
1: long haul. Yeah, risk. Start to the game of risk.
0: Well, <laughs> you, you can you can start Monopoly and actually play a proper mm-hmm. game of Monopoly. You could probably finish a game, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Maybe just about. And pop that at some point, you might have to do it over a couple of nights, but yeah. Um, but yeah, um, we have got some stuff to talk about <laughs> because we've not been around while this has all kicked off. Um, but I suppose, Amanda, you should really ask the. Uh, the Immortal Question.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Why you guys drinking?
0: Well, I well, actually bought Bud 22. Light. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but, but I left it outside. So I've just got Cherry 15 Max at the moment. It's not cold enough yet.
2: Nice.
0: Very boring. What nice. about you, Mr. Dean? Well,
1: I did actually manage to get some tonic today, tonic water. Oh, I was going to have a gin and tonic, but... Um, I've decided not to. I've got a bit of a headache, so I'm just on tea. Oh, got a really big okay. mug of tea. And I know this is universal, but I've actually got my massive Disney mug with the retro posters on it. There's one for the Monorail, one for Tomorrowland Speedway, one for Submarine Voyage, and one for Space
2: Mountain. Okay. It's
1: all not it? So on the tea, yeah, I wonder.
2: Well, I guess I'm the only alcoholic on the podcast still, because I'm drinking a Brewdog Elvis juice.
0: Oh, I do like Elvis juice.
2: I do. Well, you know what, though? I never finish them. I don't know why. It, like, I like it in the beginning, and then I don't know. I don't. I think I just like it when it's extra cold, and then as soon as it's not extra cold, I don't like it.
0: Yeah, I I can't drink more than one. No, like it's a little. It's a. I mean, I like it, but it's a bit sickly. So yeah. One is more than enough. Yeah, I agree. I it's
2: bought some, um Punk IPA as
0: well. That's no, a classic. Yes. I did. I did have a wobble on uh, Friday. Yeah, it was Friday when I I knew that we were going to be going into lockdown at, at some point, and I just said. To uh, well, it, it was, it was after they announced the pubs were closing, and I said to, to Lindsay, I'm just going out, I'm gonna see if I can get any beer. And mm. I had to take a trolley, like an old lady shopping trolley, because there was no way I was carrying a crate of beer at, like, over a mile back, and um, there was not much left at all. But I did manage to get a crate of bud, um, and some some Michelob Ultras, so I was, you know, I've, I've got enough to last me for a little bit of time, but uh. Yeah, there
2: you go. No, I think like a lot of the shops that I've been to, the the beer aisles, especially, have been empty. But I went to Morrison's, um, on Monday, mm-hmm. and all of the craft beers were completely full, like completely wow. replenished. Perfect craft beers. The only beers that are really like gone were like Carlin and like Stella. There's a couple of things the Budweiser left because people have no taste, clearly.
0: Obviously not. Not if they go going for the Carling instead Stella first. My God. Exactly. Um,
1: we were in Mark's and Spencer's at the weekend and there, there's a beer section there and somebody had actually pushed... It's like a meme on, on this one, but this was in real life. Somebody had actually pushed all the beers to either side and just left the Corona
0: isolated <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Well, that, it's funny enough you mentioned Corona because we've got two stories that really feature Corona quite heavily. Now, man, I'm going to give you the option of going for A or B. I'm not going to tell you what the options are. No. am <laughs> so, okay, What do you want to go for? You want A or B? Door B or door B? Or door B? <laughs> yeah. B. Door B. Okay. So this Corona related story <laughs> is the lesser of the two in terms of things, but uh, it leads on some more vital stuff. So, um, what's what's Corona famous for, the drink, with Universal?
2: Oh, Fast and Furious.
0: Fast and Furious, of which uh, we were two months away from Fast and Furious 9 coming out, starring everyone's favourite wrestler, John Cena. And because of coronavirus, it's been pushed back not just a few weeks or months, but almost a whole year really it's now opening in april 2021 it was due in may 20 why so this is this is the weird thing right i am trying to i'm trying to understand it myself because they've just they've not said why well the reason why they said was they didn't have another window to release it Now, that is border dash, right? Because every film company now is delaying their films or moving their films. So the likelihood is there would be another window because something else would have been pushed out of the way. Um, I, I wonder if the reason it's been pushed back a whole year or almost a whole year is because they're going to do some reshoots and it was a good excuse to push it back that far. I don't know, but it just seems so weird that... You know some films might have announced a delay of a few months, but you know eleven months is just nuts mm. there's got to be something more um about it uh but I, I i don't know they've not said why it just it just seems so weird, doesn't it eleven month delay mm. yeah so that's what i think i mean i i personally i think I'm the only one on the podcast that has um I love a relationship with the Fast and Furious franchise. I do think the films are awfully good. And I mean that in that they are awful, but they're awful good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not awfully good. But, um, you know, this one, even for me, when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, this looks a bit much.
2: I haven't even seen Um, the trailer. I didn't even know that a new one was coming out.
0: Wow. I'm probably the only
1: one on the podcast that's never seen one. Are you really? Yeah. Well, I guess I don't know. I've never seen one.
0: Um, the first, um, the first one's pretty good, and then it kind of got rebooted around film four, and then five is when the rock came into it, and that's when it got really good. But like the first film is really about underground street racing. By the fifth one, it's essentially like Ocean's Eleven on wheels. Is yeah.
2: number three Tokyo Drift? Yes. Okay, I'll see
0: you in the first three. Okay. They, get, they do get better after that, honestly. Um, but they are like really cheesy and over the top, and it is what they are. And uh, this film was going to, in- or is when it does come out, is going to introduce uh, John Cena as Vin Diesel's brother, of which in the previous eight films has never been mentioned once. In a film series that's mm. all about family, <laughs> they've never mentioned he's got a brother once. Well. It- and he's and he looks like a completely different um you know, he looks uh, completely from different to a Diesel. Yeah, yeah, they look yeah. they look nothing alike, the you know, skin tones different, no similarities there at all. Ooh. Especially because John Cena, I don't know if you know if you've seen this, Amanda, but it's John Cena with that weird hair when he grows it out.
2: Oh, really?
0: Yeah. That was one of the reasons he grew his hair out, was for this film role. So um, so he's got the hair as well. So he, he definitely looks nothing like Vin Diesel. Um, yeah, I mean, they are a guilty pleasure. They are, they've got some good bits in them. They've got some awful bits in them, but they're entertaining enough, entertaining fluff. Um, but yeah, 11 month delay, that's got to be for something else. I, you know, and, I, and the thing is like, and I just kind of mentioned there a bit about the rest of Hollywood. And we were talking about before we started recording, but the problem is, is that when Hollywood makes these films, these films make their money at the cinema. They will continue to make their money when they get released at home and everything like that. But box office performance is king. And especially with a film like The Fast and Furious, it makes a lot of money in Asia markets. But they're the ones that are going to recover the quickest from coronavirus. They're already starting to you know, have those changes now. They're, they're seeing improvements over there. So, again, I don't really understand why 11 months. It's, it just seems very odd. So there's got to be more to it, but they are not telling you what that reasoning is. I'm not buying the excuse they've put out for sure. Um, but, Amanda, you've recently seen The Invisible Man, haven't you? Yeah,
2: it was so good, but I did not think that would have left the cinema.
0: Oh, interesting.
2: So, um, me and Chris did a whole review on it, on um, the Halloween Half Hour. And I was like, okay. When I was going into it, I was like, I'm going to watch a horror film. And then when I was watching, I was like, this is not a horror film. And then that's how I left the cinema. I was like, that, like, that wasn't a horror film. Like, I wasn't feeling it. And then afterwards, when I sat and thought about it, I was like, that was actually a really, really, really
0: good film. Mm. What about you? You saw it as well before mm. yeah. uh, the cinema was closed. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was really entertaining.
1: Um, you don't want to think too much about it because you could poke holes in it. Uh, it's one of these films you just want to kind of sit back and, and let it happen. It was it was good. I, I thought it was good. I thought she was... I don't remember her name now. Uh, the actress who played the big part, but I thought she Elizabeth was really Max. good. Right, thank you. Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Yeah, Moss, right. But, but, Elizabeth...
0: Well, Amanda kind of did a, a Freudian slip there because uh, Elizabeth Banks is supposed to be making a Invisible Woman film. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's still happening, but that had been announced last year. Um, yeah. But I don't think it was necessarily a sequel to this one. I think it might have been just another version of the same um, original H.G. Wells' um, story. But, um, oh, and actually I really liked it as well. But I agree with Amanda. It's not, I I don't think it's a horror film. I think it's more like a um, a thriller than than a horror film. Um, For
2: sure. And I think, like, the the way that me and Chris described it was that it was real-life horror. Yeah. So we were, like, we're both... Look very lucky that we've never been in like a, an abusive situation before, so we can't necessarily connect on that level, but we can appreciate like how scary of a situation that would be, and then add the sci-fi element on top of it. Yeah, yeah, I
0: can like, go with that. Was he- it? Because it's funny
1: there it was a there was a. Go on, I'm just going to say, there was, there was a point in it where, if you if it wasn't called the Invisible Man, right, if you didn't, because as soon as it's called the Invisible Man, you associate it with the HG Wells story. If it hadn't been called that, then you would have thought it was a horror film initially, with yeah. it with a t- with a, then, a kind of sci-fi twist in the tale. But because you know it's called the Invisible Man, it it, it kind of took away that. You know, you you knew it wasn't going to be a horror. You knew it was it it was an invisible man, you know, a lie. <laughs> yes. So it kind of yeah, it kind of kind of sabotaged the horror part of it a little bit, being called the Invisible Man.
0: Now, Amanda, you you might be able to answer this a bit better because of what you've done. But was this part of the Dark Universe? Is this a reboot of the Dark Universe, or is it or was it just a universal? Kind of horror film based on on you know an old Universal film.
2: So there's no there's no plan for it to be part of a universe right now. Like there's no there's no kind of set in stone. Hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do all these films. This was just kind of like its own its own thing. But then there's rumors flying around left, right, and center about the universe getting another kick up the bomb.
0: Right, okay, that makes that makes sense. I mean, I, I, I'd be quite happy with Blumhouse doing that.
2: Um, honestly, same. Like, I honestly believe that Blumhouse can do no wrong. Like, they're probably my favourite people in the horror game right now. Mm. I think they're, they're pumping out fantastic content. And I think it taken the Invisible Man for where it is, separating it entirely from the original Invisible Man. Like, it is a fantastic film. And again, I don't think that Lee Whannell can do any wrong. I think he's probably one of my favourite directors.
0: Still haven't seen Upgrade, but I, I need to. But, you know, the reason for talking about The Invisible Man is, is twofold. First of all, um, you know, it, it's something that could quite easily fit into Halloween Horror Nights. So there's that because it's made by Universal and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the other thing as well is because of the the pandemic, that we are currently facing ourselves in. And, you know, talking about the fast and furious just being moved 11 months. What we're seeing is the Hollywood model changing dramatically. And Universal did something unprecedented that I think a lot of people had kind of been asking for for a while, but they were the first ones to go, we need to do this, we need to act on this. And what they did is they announced just as the cinemas were starting to know they were going to have to start closing because of uh, coronavirus, is they announced that the three films they that just released, so The Invisible Man, um, Emma, which I did see some of the other day, but we're not going to talk about it on here, um, and also, it <laughs> doesn't fit in, um, and also The Hunt, which had just come out the weekend before. Um, mm. They announced all yeah. three of those films we're going to be released to rent um, straight away.
2: I'm really, really excited about this. Like, I have wanted this for a long, long time. Not obviously not specifically these three films, but the for, for films that are out at the cinema currently to to come onto video on demand straight away. Um. I think sometimes I'm super in the mood to go to the cinema and I'll go to the cinema a lot, but then a lot of the time I miss out on seeing things and then they'll come out on DVD or Blu-ray and I I will not really bother to get them. So I miss out on quite a lot of releases, whereas with this, I wouldn't.
0: Yeah. So they, they released the first three. So they, those are the first three, um, $20. And that was a 48, um, hour window, 48 hour rental, essentially. Now, a lot of people welcomed that they were doing it, but there was a few complaints about the, the cost. And my, my own feeling on the cost element of it, um, and the fact it's just a rental, is that the, the guidelines at the moment, what's been agreed with Summer uh, Chains for them to distribute films and, and show films is an 11-week window. And that means from the first weekend, they cannot release it digitally or physically until it's been out for at least 11 weekends. So that's the current kind of ruling. And Universal took these steps because they knew that they they just released these films and people weren't going to be able to go and see them. So for the price of about two cinema tickets, you can rent the film. And you can rent the film much earlier than you would have been able to have done otherwise. Um. So I I think it's smart and it's not the same as going to the cinema. But the thing is, you know, sometimes like you kind of said there, Amanda, you know, sometimes you can't always get to the cinema. Mm. Um, me and Mr. D go quite a lot. Um, mm. unfortunately not together, which is a shame. But no. um, but you know, we've bought we we have passes when when the cinemas are open, so we we almost force ourselves to go if nothing else. Um, But, you know, I speak to many people that want to go and see films, but turn around and go, Oh, I'm not going to be able to get a babysitter or, you know, I'm working too much. I'm not going to get a chance to see it before it comes out. So I'll just buy it when it comes out. So it does give you another way of seeing that film when the rest of the world does. And what's also interesting is they've released these three films now, but the next big universal release and Amanda, I know you're so excited about seeing this one. Um, is, of course, uh, Trolls World Tour.
2: Of course, number one film of the year.
0: Huge fan of the first one, as oh, I know yeah. you are. Um, and that is due to come out on the 10th of April. Now, as we record this episode, we assume that cinemas are still going to remain closed on the 10th of April, but Universal are still pushing ahead with that release if cinemas do open but it will also be available to rent on the 10th of April for the same price. So that is going to be the first time that a big Hollywood studio releases a film day and date at the cinema. Hmm. Smaller, smaller independent film companies do it. A24, a big one that does that kind of thing already, that kind of model. But this is the first time a big Hollywood studio is, is making that move.
2: Do you think that the fact that it's a kids' film has kind of impacted that in any way?
0: No, because I I think had this situation happened a couple of weeks earlier, I think the hunt they would have done it with the hunt. Really? Yeah, Ooh, yeah.
2: I'm really excited to see the hunt. It's like, brilliant. Uh, uh, is Ooh. it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I
2: really 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 want to watch it.
0: I um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I managed to I managed to get to the cinema as Mr D did. Um, just before they closed them. And that was the last, that and Bloodshot were the last big films that came out. And I saw both of them on the same Mm -hmm. day. And one of them, I'm happy to go and watch again. And the other one, not so much. And you can probably guess it was The Hunt, from what I've just said, that I want to see again. Um, But it was another another good Blumhouse uh, production, Amanda. Um, So you will enjoy that. Um, But, you know, after Universal did this move, everyone else has followed suit. So um, Birds of Prey came out today. I, I think about two months earlier than it should have done.
2: Oh.
0: Um, so The Hedgehog uh, is coming out uh, next week, I think, to buy. And um, again, that's that's much earlier than it should have been. Um, and probably the biggest one is Disney have done it with Onward. Mm. Um, you know, in in what would have been its third weekend they released it to buy for $20 and it's actually going to be put on Disney plus in 2 weeks
2: oh really
0: yeah for, for in america we are not oh. getting it in the uk oh. um, <laughs> just get a vpn it works um again i'd already seen it so it doesn't it doesn't matter uh, for me um but you know what is is changing now drastically is the traditional Hollywood model of films. And, you know, Fast and Furious has been delayed. There will be more films that get delayed. Disney have delayed all of their upcoming films. Black Widow, New Mutants, they're delayed indefinitely. Mulan, delayed indefinitely. Um We are going to see a lot of films this year either be delayed indefinitely until cinemas can reopen. And that could be two months could be six months we have literally no idea at this point or we could see a lot more of these films being released straight onto video on demand platforms i think it would depend on how successful um this this trial by universal is and and trolls will be the big one because that is the first film that the only place you'll really be able to see is is going to be by buying it um and, uh, yeah, interestingly, because the fact that people are confined to homes
1: might actually, you know, will actually push that up, won't it? I mean, you know, you, you can imagine people saying, "Okay, let's let's have a little treat," you know, we'll, we'll get a new film, um, yeah. something like Onward or or whatever. Uh, so it's a good it's a good kind of introduction to that. And think it would help that be sustained uh, even post
0: coronavirus. Um, it, it, this is going to change the world. You know what we're experiencing now is is really going to change our world. And we're going to talk about um, A in a minute because we went for B first. We're going to talk about A in a minute. But we are seeing a real shift in in how our lives are being lived, how we work. Um, how things are, are are being changed. And this is going to be an impact for quite a while, but what's going to be really interesting is if things go back to what were normal after this is all said and done. Because there, there is no... There's no signs that we are going to go back to how things were exactly. I think we're going to see a lot of changes going forward. And if these if these models of releasing films... On demand, at the same time as they should be at the cinema, like starts to pan pan off for them, and they really start to bring in money. Then I think we're going to see a big change in in how things are going to be done going forward. Well, the danger I think is, you know,
1: if you're if you're running Cineworld World or some other cinema chain, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be looking at this thinking, well, actually, it is just. I've not got an extra problem. You know, my problem was the cinemas are shut and I don't know when they're going to reopen. But actually, I've got a new problem, which is even, even if everything does go back to somewhat normal, are people going to come to the cinemas or are they going to just pay for these movies and watch them at home?
2: I'd like to think that we wouldn't see cinemas closing because as much as I'm like, I'm a hermit, and I don't like leaving the house when I do leave the house i do I do like to go to the cinema,
1: yeah, me too i, I, I don't want to see that
2: no like I know that I don't go as much as you guys do, but like I make like a a nice little day out of it if I'm going to the cinema like, I'll go for my tea, I'll go for the cinema, I'll go out drinking afterwards, and I'm like that's like my nice little night out like, like that's when I'm going out out, yeah. and the thought of them closing upsets me, but I saw. Something about CineWorld yesterday.
0: Mm, I think I know what, what you're gonna say.
2: What was it? I can't I can't think of what else, but people were saying they were boycotting it.
0: Um basically they were they were laying people off. Um
2: oh, and so, they were still taking payments for Cineworld cards.
0: Yeah, they they were saying they couldn't afford to pay people, but they were still charging people for their, their cards and stuff like that. So they didn't have an issue with cash flow necessarily. And also, um, the situation we have in in England at the moment is that the, the government have um, said that they will support all businesses and they will pay uh, 80% of people's wages in order for them to, uh, you know, not fold in the meantime and also make sure that those people that were working for them before they had to be, uh, they were forced to close, um, are still going to, you know, get paid some money, um, so there is no reason for in the government side, no reason for layoffs. Um, but City World um, have had been shafting some members of staff. Um, it, it seems to be not all cinemas. It does seem to be localized. So I think Amanda, it's your local,
2: <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> but,
0: um, but yeah, um, you know what we are seeing, and again, what goes back to changes is um, you know how businesses are reacting to to this and um you know the potentials of what could happen afterwards and without any financial support from a government or anyone else you know a lot of businesses would go under absolutely if they're not making money if they're not able to open then then they're not going to be able to make money but if they are being supported then there is literally no excuse but unless you've got a cinema room unless you have got you know a decent projector and screen setup and a and a good sound system. Nothing nothing competes with a cinema in terms of that experience. Yeah, that's true. So there there will always be, you know, I I don't think we will ever see the death of the cinema. I think there will always be um, cinemas around. We might see in the next decade less of them if this model well, kind of it's... takes off, but there will always be people that will go and support um but what it does do is it just gives it, it, with what's going on now it gives you a different opportunity um and it it allows more people to have the ability to watch these films sooner Ooh. um and that's what's going to be interesting um because yeah I, 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 would i watch black widow at home if disney released it on disney uh, plus yes but if i knew that i could see it in the cinema um, you know, around right about the same time, I probably go to the cinema still. I want to see on a big screen with a decent sound mm-hmm. system. So, um, yeah, so, but that was B. That was B. That wasn't supposed to last as long as it did, but that, that <laughs> yeah. was, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, because really, the biggest story, I suppose, is A. Um, and that's how lime. Corona has uh, <laughs> yeah, Corona with lime. Um, that's that's how um, Coronavirus has affected something else in a in a much bigger way. And and that is with the theme parks. And we've actually got an update on it as we are recording this episode, because originally Universal and I think Disney announced the same time frame that they were going to be closed for the rest of March. Mm-hmm. Universal have just today extended that to the 19th of April.
2: Oh, right. Okay.
0: That is within the last hour that has, that has come out. Wow. I, if I was putting money on it, I would expect that to be pushed back.
2: Yeah,
0: same. I yeah. think that's far too optimistic um, with with the current situation in America. And I feel that they are quite far behind in terms of this spreading um, than a lot of countries are, including ours. So I China was on lockdown for what, about two months? Yeah. Um, parts of China were in lockdown for almost three yeah. and they're just starting to come out of it yeah. um, and with the greatest respect I, I think the infrastructure is a bit more set up for it in China they're very quick they were much quicker to respond to it you know they yeah. what was it they built a hospital in like four days or something yeah, I
2: saw that.
0: and like not a tent <laughs> you know a proper building Um <laughs> A temporary but still a proper building um cool. i just feel that they are much quicker at, at trying to sort this stuff out they went along yeah. quite quickly america seems to be very behind uh with that um we were similar in uh, our leader just like trump kind of pooed it you know initially and said this isn't a big problem and then it was showing signs that it actually was and sort of had to react to it But you know donald trump is still of the mindset that this is all going to be resolved by easter um i i just can't see that happening at all i think that's ludicrous to to think that this is all going to be resolved um we we talked about this on disney parks and beyond because obviously this has affected disney parks as well um in America and around the world. I, I don't know what universal make a day when they have a theme park open, but, um, it's, it's estimated that, uh, Disney world loses about $30 million every day that a park is closed. Really? Yeah. I mean, wow. that's going to be in terms of, you know, tickets, hotel costs, um, merchandise, food sales, all of that kind of stuff. um, but that's what they 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 estimated it as that cost when they had to close for the Hurricanes. So, you know, it could be more, could be less. I don't really know. But regardless, they're closed for a long time and they're going to be losing a lot of money over that time. Yeah. So I don't know what the impact is on, on, on Universal for that. They're not as big, obviously. Cost's a bit lower. But they're still going to be losing a lot of money every day they're not open.
2: Hmm. Cool. Or... I d- I don't know. Like I'd I'd like to hope that this won't carry on for such a long time. But then at the same time, I'm like, if that's gonna, if keeping everybody inside for that amount of time and keeping everything close for that amount of time will completely eliminate it then that's what it's going to take. But I just feel yeah. bad for the amount of business that people are going to be losing.
0: Mm. I think yeah. the other problem, though, Amanda, is that let, let's let say that America generally thinks they've got this under control by by Easter and Universal open up at that time and start to kind of go back to normal because they think they've got it under control unless there's some real extreme measures that they put into place um regarding this what's to say that anybody could travel to that park and still have it and then pass it on and start the epidemic all over again yeah that's that's my big concern i don't think anybody um regardless on you know your preference of theme park or anything like that in the orlando area um I don't think anybody wants to see these theme parks closed for longer than they need to be. But you have to try and figure out how long these places need to remain closed in order to stop this coming back or, or becoming a, a thing again. Because from yeah. what I've seen so far, Orlando doesn't actually have many cases Compared to you know, like New York, for example. Um, but again, is that is it just a ticking time bomb? Are we are we waiting for it to suddenly explode? Are we are are they okay because of the the climate? I don't, I don't know. It's mm. it's an odd one.
1: You can't believe that. A lot about like cinemas really. That as things start to get back to normal, it isn't going to be uh an instant back to normal. It's going to be a gradual process isn't that, mm. you know, you you see shops opening up, maybe maybe restaurants and bars start to open up. Even then, I think there's still probably going to be some things in place, you know, social distancing, time things. Um, but something like a theme park, like a major theme park, I don't know. I think you've got to believe that's going to be one of the later things to, to get back to normal um and and the fact that these are international parks as well mm. you know that just poses a whole different kind of thing because those those people are going to travel back to their country and if we travel back
0: with the virus then you know they take the whole thing off again yeah well Manny, you wouldn't have of heard this but um i had a friend who flew out on the 13th or 14th of March. Got to land on the 14th of March regardless and mm. um that was the day before all the parks closed. All uh, right. Two week dream holiday, Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, Bush Gardens, everything you name it, she had tickets for it. And um she got to spend one day at Hollywood Studios.
1: Uh, all
0: the parks all closed. Yeah. Um, and she has just got back, I think she flew back yesterday. I'm going to try and get her interviewed um, just to speak about it because it sounds like she had an absolute ordeal because once she landed, um, they then turned around and said um, they're banning travel from the UK. So the people that were on the flight after her got to Orlando and were sent immediately back.
2: What
0: and they didn't get flown immediately back because they didn't have uh, the space on the planes to take them back, so they were stuck in Orlando for about a week, waiting. You know, oh, you're gonna fly home today? Oh, actually, no, it's over, it's overpopulated. Um, we'll, we'll get you on another flight, and that happened for about four days.
2: Oh my god,
0: yeah, yeah, she's had she seems. I've not spoken to her directly, just a few messages and stuff like that. She seems in for, for what she's gone through in, in quite good spirits. Um, yeah. But I mean, can you imagine, um, you know, that's your, your first kind of family trip to Orlando and that's what happens to you.
1: Wow. Uh, just
0: And also that's as well, awesome. well, and, and she lost her all her money because what they turned around, and I don't know where she bought her tickets from, so I'm not going to slander anybody, but... Effectively, what they said was, well, the day you get there, all your tickets are valid. So, therefore, we can't cancel your tickets because you get there on the 14th and the parks don't close to the 15th. So, she she couldn't get a refund on either her Universal or her Disney tickets.
2: What?
0: Yeah. So, again, she lost all of that as well. I don't know if she can try and claim some of that back on on insurance, but um Yeah, the the company she ordered tickets from were just like, no, you you know they were valid when you arrived, so therefore, you know, it that is what it is. Really does, really does, because I mean, you know, two week tickets for a family and are obviously not cheap. Yeah. Um, so she spent. I know she spent a few days there at Clearwater because there was literally nowhere else for her to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. It it sounds it sounds crazy, and Amanda, like you were planning to go, weren't you?
2: I was planning to go in April, well, next month for my birthday, and I was going to just book a last minute trip Mm. to go. But to be honest, I haven't even booked my September holiday yet.
0: Well, and we're going to we'll lead on to this now because obviously September is a very important time for a lot of Universal fans to be going to the parks, Um, but you know, we know people that are going in September. Um, and I, and, and I think, you know, realistically, what are the chances of us getting there in September? Um, especially when we are currently in a 30 day travel ban and that can be extended. Yeah. Um, you know, how long is that going to be extended for? Is it going to be another 30 days? Is it going to be six months? Um, I knew people that were going to um, Orlando and Tampa because of uh, WrestleMania.
2: Yeah, of course. Happening.
0: And, um, you know, they're now having to hold. Misty, I know you don't watch wrestling uh, because you're not a child, but uh, my, my God, you should see what they're doing at the moment. Um, yeah. They're, yeah filming, <laughs> they're filming all of these shows in uh, empty arenas. Yeah. And it's just the most bizarre thing because the wrestlers are still talking to an audience that's not there, and you can see why it's not there.
2: The Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin one.
0: Oh my god! That's
2: my ultimate favorite of all time.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was absolutely mad. Um And that event is now still going to be going ahead, but it will be going ahead in an empty a small now it was supposed to be in the, um, the baseball stadium, I think. Um, but it's now going to be held in Orlando in a, in a very small venue, but with, with no audience, very, very odd times. Um,
2: I know I'm going to have a WrestleMania yeah. watching party by myself. Cause I'm in isolation. <laughs>
0: I wasn't going to watch WrestleMania this year because I thought it sounded horrible. But
2: nope, now is, it sounds like a wild is, time.
0: There is nothing. There is nothing else to watch. So I think we're going to nope. be glued. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's um, you know you've got to think. Um, you know, if this travel ban goes on, are we even going to be allowed to go to Universal for Halloween yeah. Horror Nights? And more importantly, and Amanda, I'll throw this over to you. Halloween Horror Nights even still gonna be a thing
2: so I don't obviously, we don't know what's gonna happen in the future. We don't know how long this is gonna take, and like you said before, like all it takes is for someone to still have it and then pass it on to someone, and then the, the the whole thing starts again so but then you know we we don't know, we don't know any of that stuff. That's unlikely to happen, or is it? I don't know. um, but as of right now horror night's construction is still happening it's still going ahead um obviously it's going to be on a on a smaller scale than what i would but it is still happening the creative team are obviously able to work from home to come up with the designs and the plans for the house and obviously send things over by email so in that sense i fully believe that the event itself will go ahead. Will we be able to travel from an entirely different country to get there? I don't know.
0: And I mean, the thing is, at this moment, it's happening, and they're obviously still planning it happening. Um, Uh We are days away from what should be the first announcement, Amanda, I'd say. Yeah,
2: so usually we tend to get them... In, from April onwards, I was just on, uh, I guess, on another podcast and I was, like, telling those guys about it and I was like, we should realistically be expecting announcements anytime now, but I don't know if we will get one. But then maybe we'll get one that'll kind of distract us from what's happening kind of give us hope that the event will still happen. I don't know. I Like, I feel like everything in life right now, I said to you guys before, I feel like I'm in the Sims. And I honestly do. like, I feel like nothing that's happening is real life, and I'm like, you know, you get a goosebumps book, and you can pick the ending. Yeah, that's what I feel like life is right now.
0: It's it's so weird because on the one hand, a Halloween Horror Nights announcement would be reassuring to people. Yeah, we 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 can't think of this selfishly, right? Um, whether we are able to go from the UK or from other countries. You know, it's also a local event. It's also a national event in America. So we're not the only people that go. We're not the only people that matter. Um, But this is supposed to be the big year, right? This is Halloween Horror Nights Thursday. This, although they've not said it, um, you know, this was going to be a monumental year because of it being uh, a a big anniversary. And what we are in danger of seeing... Is a possibly a scaled down event, but also depending on what happens in the next few months, any event at all. Because I, I don't think we can rule out that it's not going to happen this year. No, you know,
2: no. If, okay. if
0: those if those theme parks are not fully operational um, in time for September, they might postpone the event. And I mean. <laughs> We could we could all agree, I think, that we don't really care what time of year Halloween Horror Nights would actually take place, but it is a Halloween event, right? So for it to take place in January next year, for argument's sake, would be very odd. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and people like yourself, Amanda, um, plan their trip around halloween horror nights you go mm-hmm. the same time every year you know give or take a week but you go at the same time every year because of that being on um if if that event had to be postponed and it did get moved to another time this year or next year um you may not be able to go
2: that's true i feel like i have every faith that the event will will happen, I just don't, I don't know ever have faith in the fact that we'll be able to fly over there but to be honest I didn't I, I wasn't even considering that as a possibility at first, I was like okay it's months away, it's going to be fine and then all of the music festivals around mm-hmm. the UK got postponed yeah. to September so a lot of them were in like May, June and July have been pushed back now until September or indefinitely
0: I mean from a UK point of view, we are being told that this should reach its peak in May. And after May, we should see the decline of this. We should see less people catching it and less people suffering and hopefully less people, of course, dying. Um, But this is all speculation. Like no one honestly can, can predict how long it's going to be for, um, I think we start off really slow. I think we are starting to make a bit of progress on that. And so I think the possibility that we will be considered pretty clean um, by the summer is probably pretty reasonable. Um, for me, I just don't know how America is going to be with that. And I mean, the thing is, if if we, like China have just done, declare ourselves, you know, kind of, out of the epidemic in the summer there is no reason why we wouldn't be allowed to to travel out the country but you know we don't know what america is going to be like and at the moment america is the ones that have have told us that we can't travel there what if we get to like the late summer and we are fine but america is still going through it it could be that we are told we can't fly to orlando by our own government well not Orlando but you know America um so it's it's just so up in the air and I hate I hate being so negative about it but at the moment I think we just have to consider all possibilities yeah Um, I'm I'm desperate for this event to go on and I would love uh, for people to be able to go and enjoy it but I'm just I am concerned that it it just may not it may not happen. And Universal will obviously do everything within their power to make sure it does happen, right? They want this to happen. Um, they don't want to let people down. They don't wanna um, you know, kind of crush the work of all those hardworking people that are currently sat, you know, in front of their computers designing these houses, the people that are in Orlando on site making these um these houses. But it it could be for nothing.
2: Yeah, I just I don't. I think it's just the entire uncertainty of everything right now. Like all that I want is for obviously people to stop getting sick, for people to stop dying, for people to stop losing their business. That's that's like my main mind mentality Hmm. on the whole thing right now. Is that I just want this thing to be quickly resolved. Not necessarily so that other events can go on, but so that people can just continue with their general lives,
1: first and foremost. Yeah.
2: And then obviously all the good stuff can come back with that then. Like, then we can go to Halloween Hornets and we can go to Florida and we can start living our best life going to Costa and get an iced coffee. (laughs) Because I didn't realise how much I missed iced coffee until today.
1: (laughs) Or just coffee.
2: Yeah.
0: In my case. I, um, yeah it it wasn't quite hot enough today to have an iced coffee for me um but yeah I I do love nothing more than a nice frappuccino or something um but yeah I mean that's the thing like negative Nancy right but we've got to think there's bigger there's bigger problems out there and also that we are worrying about something which by the time it is going to happen is actually going to be fine and you know the world is sunshine and lollipops and rainbows again and we are everyone's getting their lives back on track and we're able to go and do the stuff that we enjoy the most um i think it's just hard at this moment when you see what's happening here when you see what's happening in america when you see what's happening across europe that it's it's hard to see that that shining light um so it, it you know with that said i do think it would be nice if we do get an announcement from Universal next week about their plans for Halloween Horror Nights and then we can try and focus on it's going to happen it's still going to happen you know Um, yeah man I want to finish this off on something positive have we got anything positive we can finish this off on
2: Uh... (laughs)
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, you know what? I, I'll repeat what I said earlier. Trolls World Tour, tenth of April. Um, <laughs> you know, it's coming out. It's it's gonna it's gonna cheer up the world. Um, there's a tiny guy, Diamond, everyone's favourite glitter farting troll. Uh, there's going to be a baby version of him because obviously we know from Baby Yoda that everyone loves a baby version of something. Um, I'm I'm going to try and organise a watch party with my daughter and her friends so they can all watch it together somehow, I don't know how that's going to work but I'm going to figure it out Um, and I suppose for some people the fact that Fast and Furious 9 has been delayed 11 months, that's probably good news
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs)
0: let's just hope
2: good news is I'll Instagram live my Wrestlemania party for once
0: oh there you go I'll be full in on that
2: I'm excited
0: yeah Um, that's something to look forward to so everyone get on that Um, I I think the only positive we can leave this on really is the fact that we only do one of these shows a month a lot can happen in a month and we could come back at the end of April and be in a much better happier position about everything let's hope so yeah so let's, let's do that Let's do that. Let's think that next month we're going to have much better news. Everyone's going to be better. Uh, They've found a miracle cure for this. It's all gone. And we can carry on with our lives again.
2: Yeah. And also, it's my birthday month next month. So that's positive, but also a negative.
0: Uh, Well, I mean, it's a negative for you because uh, it's a a big year for you, I think, this year.
2: It is. But what I decided... Right, is if I if I can't celebrate my birthday because I can't leave the house, did my birthday even happen? No, I'm still the age that I was
0: last year. You are going to um, Avengers Endgame your life. Yeah. You're going to pretend it never happened. Mm-hmm. Thanos snapped Ooh. it out.
2: <laughs> yep, that oh, is true.
0: That is, that is bold, brassy, but I love it.
2: Yes. Oh,
0: man, I wish I thought of that. <laughs> we should thought of that almost seven years ago. Oh, God, <laughs> So honestly, somebody asked me the other day on the phone how old I was, and I it took me almost a minute to work out my age. That's oh, all, really? Yeah,
2: I feel like I lie that much that um, I'm starting to <laughs> believe my own lies.
0: <laughs> I think the thing is, I don't feel so. Just doing the quick maths, I am. 37 this year yeah I'm 37 this year and I think my my biggest problem is I don't feel I'm 37 I I feel about 27 I feel like that is
2: it with this generation that we're that we're in now like I feel like when I was younger like my mum had me really young so and my nan had my mum really young. So then when I'm little I'm looking at them and they're like, you know, I'm going to go like, hey, my mum's like 30. And then I'm like, oh, that's so old. And now I'm like, mm, it's not.
0: Not not knocking on 30s, door." I
2: don't even have one child. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind a school-later child.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. I know what you mean. It's a, it's a funny one. Um, yeah. You still got oh a bit to God. go before you catch up on me. It's a race I'm determined to lose, Mister D, To be honest with you, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm never, I'm never going to aim to catch up with you age-wise. I'm sorry about Fair that. Enough. I'm going to let Fair you lead enough. the way and just follow behind you. But uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, look. Let's let's hope for better times. Um, you know, we'll get through this. We'll absolutely, through this. absolutely. And
2: everyone um, use the manifestation power.
0: and drink your coronas because it's it's not actually bad for you corona 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 the drink is fine uh i mean it's worse i'd much rather have a corona than like um a san miguel yeah for argument's sake um but yeah positive thoughts i think that's the way forward um and for those that are similar to us in a bit of isolation um there is at least two episodes of disney parts and beyond there's at least two discover dlps there's one episode of this that you're listening to now so there's no point mentioning that um there's uh, a new podcast called isolation about uh ryan having to isolate himself um there is customers always there are so many podcasts we now do across the network and we've done more this month than probably ever before because of what's going on and trying to just put stuff out there for people to listen to more landos at a few episodes and if you are a patreon or if you are considering becoming a patreon um there is now a second monthly show that's on patreon um that launched this week uh, the first episode is me and Craig watching Lady the Tramp, uh, the live action version, and discussing that. Um, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, you can be the judges of that. But um, if you want to be kind and, and show some love our way, then you get more, even more content this month on Patreon and going forward. So um, don't sit at home feeling lonely and not knowing what to listen to. The Arthur Dart Network has got you covered. And of course uh the halloween
2: half
0: hour yeah and you put out some great episodes this month already so i i reckon i reckon i've probably been involved in about 11 12 hours worth of content and i think across the whole network we probably put out about 30 hours worth of content this month so there is literally something that you'll want to listen to even if you don't realise it yet. And look, quite frankly, you're going to run out of good stuff to listen to. So therefore, you're going to have to start listening to our content. And that's it.
2: All of it. Go back and listen to all the backlogged
0: ones. Not all the backlogged ones. Some of those are very controversial. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Listen to the newer ones. Um, But yeah, Amanda, I think it's time for you to wrap up.
2: I think so too. So thank you so much, guys, for listening. Next month, manifestation power are coming back with a Halloween Horror Nights announcement episode to let you guys know that we are all going to go and enjoy our Halloween Horror Nights time and talk about Halloween Horror Nights forever.
0: Yes, <laughs> and and we will bring back our hotel segment. We were going to talk about a hotel tonight. I'm not going to mention the hotel. It's because more. B
2: took so freaking long.
0: B took a long <laughs> time.
2: You're like, this is a quick one. Oh wait. <laughs>
0: I thought it was going to be.
2: <laughs>
0: then I remembered that I'm on the podcast. So No,
2: yeah. I just was on a, I was just a guest on a podcast called Scare Track. Um, and they're like, okay, I'm going to do like about 20, 30 minutes, an hour and a half later. <laughs> <so> like, <laughs> <ever.">
0: <laughs> um, let me tell
2: you guys about this one time at Halloween Horror Nights
0: <laughs> This one time at Halloween Horror Nights? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, when that comes out, that's something else that you can listen to with Amanda on as well, so. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll let you know when that episode comes out. Um, but, yeah, so for this episode in this month, um, we bid you adieu, stay safe. If you're stay told inside. to stay in, stay inside. Stay in, yeah. Oh, please stay in. Um, and If
2: I see anyone outside, I'm going to take you off my Christmas card list.
0: Well, actually, on that, we took the kids out for a walk later on because we, we are told that we are allowed to, you know, go out for a bit of exercise We took the kids out and I've got to take the dog out for a walk and I'm trying to work out what hat to wear as a disguise because it'll be my second venture outside this this same day and that's not good news I'll get the emergency police after me
2: have a whole selection of Halloween masks that you can borrow
0: (laughs) I'll, I'll come and choose one in a second but Yeah, as Amanda said, thank you so much for listening and we'll be back with another Universe of the Dark in April.
2: Bye.
0: Bye, everybody. Good luck.